and the two. Okay. We're going to continue on now. And the Ladies Cardinals will play an Iowa tournament starting this Friday. Before the Ball State baseball team kicks off its conference season this, we this weekend, the Cards will battle an in in-state rival, Indiana, tomorrow. Tomorrow's game will be the meeting between the two, beating both first. <sighs> Hoosiers are on the four on on the year, and they have won six of its last seven games tomorrow will be the game three at 3 p.m. Which, switching to Ball State men's tennis, it seems last week player on, it seems every week they have a player. The Indiana Pacers are looking for a measure of revenge tonight against the New Jersey Nets and to strengthen their playoff hopes. The Nets won the last Sunday's matchup 94 to 85, which left the Pacers one game behind the Chicago in the seventh series spot. Let's check out the highlights. Steven Jackson's David. Reggie Miller's looking good. He shoots a three, and it's good. Later, he gets the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. The final scores ended up with the Pacers 63 to the net 61. Let's check out some of the scores tonight. Okay, great. Thanks a lot for that look in sports, Brian. Yeah. And when we come back, we'll have one final look at weather. Stay tuned. my brother from another mother back at it again Fausty how does the dynamite go boom goes the dynamite that's one of my favorite clips of all time I remember hearing Classic. that like on uh, sports talk radio and they were just, they had like an hour on that segment just <laughs> ripping the guy <laughs> because what uh, had what had happened was like one of the interns on uh, KMBR, the local uh, sports station here, Giants, Niners, Warriors, well, Peace 50 Warriors. Watt, Anyways, fifty thousand watt station. Yeah, like the regular guy that would do the new the sports scores updates. I guess was out, so they had one of the interns, and he was like stuttering, and <laughs> he totally so like, fucked up. like, dude, you're just like the boom goes the dynamite guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the first time I saw that guy. I was fixated just watching that whole damn thing. Like, it's, oh my god, it's, it's so, so cringe, and you feel bad for the guy because he's trying, and then you hear him just—you can see him sweating, hyperventilating, and then you hear him lost. sigh, just go, because <sighs> he knows he's yeah. fucked, and he's like deer in the headlights. <laughs> but he tried so hard. 
I wonder whatever happened yeah. to that guy. Yeah, that would be a good, uh, where are they now? All right, Fausto, we got a theme this show. It is sports. And pretty much we're just going to bullshit our way through it. Um, our fandom in sports. And a couple sports-related stories that we've heard growing up uh, throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tickled our fancy. And, um, of course, we get our spit-roasting segment, which is always my fave. And, and today we are going to recast the movie. It might not seem like it fits, mm-hmm. but it fits. Full Metal Jacket with sports athletes, sports-related characters into the recast. And I'm happy we're doing this movie because it is Fausti and I is one, one of our go-to movies when we were younger. Oh. We, didn't have, we had time to kill. Yeah. We're watching half that movie. Yeah, we just watched <laughs> the first half, basically. basically. It really is two movies. Yeah. And you know, one out of four times we watched the whole damn deal. Yeah. But even then it's it's good. So yeah, we're gonna have so fun with quotable that. too. Oh so cool. Oh my lord. It's the most well, yeah, it's great. <laughs> you climb it's obstacles great. like old people fuck. Yeah, I bet you if there's pussy up on that obstacle, you'd will yourself up there. Oh, my God. Yeah, that first <laughs> half hour, 45 minutes, whatever it is, it's like, mm. man, you can just watch that all the time. So good. Yeah, and I just remember going into the military with knowing how basic would be. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I can get through that. And it, it was harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> but I got through it. <laughs> got through it. But it was nothing like that. Oh, Private no, Flores, was, I was, want you to go in there and clean the head. Choke yourself. <laughs> I want right. you. I want that head so clean. What was it? Mother Teresa would be proud to go the, in there the, and the take a Virgin shit. Mary. Was, yeah. Oh, Virgin Mary is that who it was? <laughs> My favorite line. He would. He would always pick on fucking pile when they're doing fucking rifle drills, and he's got his rifle up against his chest. Yep. He's like four inches pile. <laughs> And it's probably like five ass. inches away. <laughs> yeah. But he's just giving a hard time. All right, we're getting off the rails uh, talking about Full Metal. We are. We'll talk about that, that movie a little movie. later. All right, so before we get started into our spit roast uh, segment, Fauci, I, I, I want to give ourselves a self high five. Oh. I listen to our DDP show. style? Self high five. Yeah. I, I like the fact that we put it out once a month because it gives us some time to prep. You and I are always, you know, giving notes. Mm-hmm. So when it comes time to the show, it just seems like it flows well. And then when I listen back, I'm like, man, these shows are fucking bangers. <laughs> there you go. New show slogan. Spit roasting. We put out bangers. Mm. Yeah, I like it. I Isn't that like the name it. of a Miley Cyrus album? Bangers. Yeah, I bang her too. But fucking baby, she's a wild, wild girl. She she got no ass, she got no body, but I think it's shit. And speak, speaking of spit roasting, before we get into this, let me let me let me warn all you listeners out there: do not, I repeat, do not porn search spit roasting. <laughs> <laughs> This is why you gotta tread lightly, because it's not gender specific. Uh. <laughs> so when you type in spit roasting, like 
every third one is guys. I'm like, ah, I can't even look <laughs> at the damn thumbnails. Like, I don't mind even the watching thumbnails. the spirit. The thumbnails. <laughs> you know, nowadays you get the thumbnails, but it's like, you know, highlights of the video you're about to watch. And yeah. Like, oh, girl, guy. And, oh, my God. Two guys fucking the same guy. It's like, ah. Yeah. So don't hate, do that. I hate that some of the porn sites don't filter out like the gay or the tranny stuff. So you'll be like browsing and then all of a sudden they'll be like, oh, oh that chick's I, got a I nice never, rack. And then you see she's yeah. got a dick and you're like, God damn it. Yeah. Or I'll be like hot, you know, fucking MILF. And then I get dudes. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> What's going on? Like every, every few is like, this is wrong. But yeah, it happens. I've gotten past it. I've seen a lot more than I intended in fucking damn internet. <laughs> So who uh, whom will we be spit roasting today? Today's a fun one. Can we have hotties from the sports world? Uh, some from the past, some from the current, some that were just internet famous. Yeah. And one I actually never heard of until you suggested her. Her name is Avril Mati. That's that is the name. That's correct pronunciation. Yes, she is a model turned MMA. Nice, I liked her. I saw her pics, saw more than one. Yeah, you know when we did this, I'm like, I'm just gonna Google hottest athletes, <laughs> and she came up. Yeah, uh, yeah, model turned boxer. I can't remember if she's a boxer. Is anyway. it boxer? Uh, yeah, she's really cute. Yeah, she's she's cute. Um, so if you want to take a look, guys, Google that. And then we also have a blast from the past who was pretty big coming up during her heyday is Jenny Finch. Yeah. Jenny Finch. You know who had a big crush on her? I did. It was the bear. Oh. You and the bareback <laughs> Avenger. She had the long legs, pretty face. Yeah. Yeah. And she played softball. Now, let me tell you my secret about softball. Let me tell you what I do when I watch softball. I always watch softball like during their college tournaments. Yeah. But I'm always checking them out. Like I like my wife's always. She knows what I'm doing too. So I'm just checking them out. <laughs> Like, yeah, but I like looking out, even the fatties. I'm like, man, that one probably gets some good head. You're never going to find a lot of gems, but there's yeah. some cute fucking college. Fucking and you're pr- and at the same time, you're you're trying to decide, all right, is this one gay? Is this one straight? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know when they're fucking yeah. gay. I would say half of them. But yeah, I love looking at softball chicks because they're like, uh, they remind me of my moped days. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I remember um, like my early 20s. I, I was dating a girl for a little bit, and I guess she used to play softball in high school. And I remember telling one of our friends, I forget, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, she's played softball. And he was like, ugh. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 she's skinny, I swear. <laughs> I swear. She plays uh, second baseman. <laughs> right. And the next we have uh, Paige Van Zant, definitely MMA turned uh, only fans. Mm-hmm. We got some. We know somebody who subscribes, don't we? Yes, we uh, do. Only fans. <laughs> fans Van um, Zant, I think it's called. Yeah, and we have a USA soccer national women's national team participant, Miss Alex Morgan. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with? Yeah, I remember her. I think she's still on the team. I don't know. She's she's yeah, uh, she, she's cute she too. And she's got talent. She's actually a good player. Yeah, she's pretty good. You know what? When I and I always watch the women's World Cup and the men's World Cup. I, usually when I watch uh, football, mm-hmm. um, 
Remember, this is what I think every time I always, like my eyes are always glued to her because she's fucking hot. There's actually another hot one on their team. It's uh, Sydney LaRue. Mm-hmm. And she's like a mocha chick. She's pretty hot. She didn't make the list, but she's pretty hot. But yeah. when I'm watching these soccer girls, do you remember the joke I used to tell uh, where I would pull, I would expose my belly and I would put each hand on each side of my belly button. And then I would uh, alternate my hands up and down, up and down, up and down. <laughs> and then do, a, then do a long stretch. And I'm like, hey guys, what's this? So imagine, right? You got the belly button moving up and down real fast. Then a stretch one that pauses. Then you go right back to it, and I say that's a woman doing hurdles, <laughs> right? Yeah. I think the same thing when I'm watching the soccer girls. They're running, they're running, kicking, running, they're running, and kicking. Oh man! <laughs> it's just always on my mind. Always on my mind. Maybe one day I'll do a video of that. Oh, you guys man. can see what I'm talking about. Um, next, next we have Allison Stoke, mm-hmm. who became uh, an internet. Thing she was uh, photographed at her pole vaulting meet, and just oh lordy lordy, yes. oh. And I she saw, is yeah. When I when you said her name, I was looking her up, and actually, yeah, I think she came up on that list. I was looking at like hottest athletes. God damn. And and she shares something that you and I are both like fucking. Uh, deba- we go, you know, we share that debauchery fucking. Thing where we see them abs and we just want to fucking nut on them. I know we both <laughs> share that fucking oh, yeah. grossness amongst ourselves. Yeah, she's got a tight, tight body. Tight, big titties. And you know who she's married to? Oh, uh, yeah. Ricky fucking Fowler. Oh, uh, what a, what a, uh, I like Ricky, but man. <laughs> fucking, he's rich, plays golf, and a hot bitch. Oh, well, you gotta get hot bitches anyways, but. Yeah. Save that one for somebody else. <laughs> and, and last but not least, who I like to call Part Three. And my her name's Paige Sperniak. Mm-hmm. And in my book, I classify her as a Part Three because I want to put a stroke in every hole. <laughs> <coughs> and you're like, I take a six on that hole because I do it twice. Happily <laughs> take a six. So. This time around, Fausty, we are going to have a third person in this spit-roasted thing of ours. We are going to actually, I invite, well, I, I, I take it back, uh, Chess Rockwell. Well, let me just say this. How is it we don't call him Chess Rockwells? <laughs> Chess Rockwells. <laughs> Chess Rockwells. It's so pretty. Yeah. So on spit roasting, you're known as Chess Rockwells. Chess Rockwells. Meow, bitch. Meow, bitch. <laughs> anyway, so he uh, DM'd me after the last show, like, hey, you know, here's a, here's a list of a couple of the girls that I would add to that list if you consider them. I was like, fuck it. Why don't you just rank all the girls we're going to list and mm-hmm. play along with us? So he's he's got the, uh, the spit roasting invite to play along. And I have the top six ready to go. You ready? And this I'm includes ready. chest or without chest? This includes chest loading okay. as well. So, coming in at in sixth place with a total of six points, you ranked her third, no, fourth. I ranked her last, and Chess Rockwell ranked her fifth. Coming in sixth is Avril Matthews. Mm. 
Yeah, I had a feeling she would be on the list, mainly because I didn't know her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's a hottie. Um, and then we now have the fifth place uh, person who Chess Rockwell's voted third. Oh, not bad. You voted her last, surprising. And I voted her second to last, which uh, it's just because the list is so strong. <laughs> Fifth place, the softball show the mayor, Jenny Finch. Fifth place. I thought I was going to have her higher too. Like when we said we were doing athletes, she was like the first one that came to mind. And then when I started yeah. looking at her compared to the other ones, I'm like, yeah, yeah. it just doesn't hold a torch <laughs> to the other Sorry. ones. Yeah. Sorry, lady. But check Rockwell. Rockwell's like shit. All right. Uh, fourth place, uh, one of my faves, Chess Rockwell voted her fourth. You voted her fifth. And I voted her third. And coming in, let's see what it is. Fourth place is Alex running belly button Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> She's cute, man. She's yeah. cute. She's cute. Better than those fucking, what is that one, dikey dikey one that's all PC and oh uh, yeah with the short hair. Yeah, it's like she's oh, on a subway commercial up. right now. Yeah, it's like right yeah, now. it's like I heard the rap rapino is another one. It's like yeah, just, just shut yeah. up and kick the damn ball. <laughs> um, all right, happy Pride Third Month place. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're always bitching about that and pay. It's like, come on, you don't, you can't make the same amount of money if you don't pull. Like NWA, yeah, w, I know. he's like, come on, WNBA, you're yeah, not gonna make the same amount. Who's up. gonna pay? Uh, I can't even name an WNBA player right now. Well, we're more accomplished. Well, that's great. Yeah, but nobody's paying to see you. Yeah. All right. Coming in third place. Chess Rockwell's voted her last. Oh. Fucking Chess Rockwell. Uh, Fausti voted her third, and I voted her second. My favorite pole vaulter, Allison Stoke. Mm. Mm, I would have loved that spit roaster with her fucking pole. Her <laughs> pole vault pole we would have turned her over the coals with, but not today. So. That leaves us with two women separated by one point. Two blondes, Perfect. both with the same name. Both, yeah, age wins. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's just reveal the winner. I don't know, we reveal second place. Second place, Chess Rockwells votes this person the first. Fausti voted this person first. Rob voted this person fourth. Coming in second with 15 points is Paige Van Zandt. Oh, wow. Yeah, upset. I'm not a big fan. She's cute. But she has been uh, enthralled. Mm -hmm. Not the way fucking Sperniak did. And she's the winner. She was (laughs) voted second, second by Chess Rockwells, second by you, and first by me. And I am not disputing it. I think the list is fair. And Paige Sperniak, you are getting spit roasted by Fausti and I. And unfortunately, Chess Rockwells, 
you get to get cuckold. <laughs> You're the cuckold, buddy. <clears throat> you should be happy we let you join. But you're not joining in the funny games in that sense. Yeah, her her face is, I mean, she's cute, but she's more average. But those titties. Oh, that bod. <laughs> yeah, she's got an average face. At, better than average, but not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, saying she's but, ugly oh my or anything, but I would say mm-hmm. as far as just face compared to the other girls, like Van Zandt's got a better face. But those titties, you think so? I think so. Like, For me. Uh, for you. I'm, uh, I still prefer a page that you. I think the prettiest. Well, I wonder who has the prettiest face out of all these. Allison has a pretty face. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be Paige, P, PVT, and both pages and Allison face wise. Yeah. All right. So that's it. Uh, so Paige Spurniak has now is now going to join Jasmine Bleep, Cindy Crawford, George Michael, Linda Carter as honorees to the spit roasting and if you google uh wikipedia you'll see that it says spit roasted by rob Pankowski. <laughs> no. edit that wikipedia journal entry <laughs> i should go do that too and how long it lasts <laughs> spit roasted by rob <laughs> and cooked uh, by chess rockwells <laughs> yes all right, so let's head into our theme of the show, which is our um, sports theme. Sports, so again, we're going to do our sports. We're going to do our fandom, and what I think we should start with baseball, Fausto. All right, you're you're a Giants fan, correct? I am. And do you remember how it, how you became intertwined with them as a youth? Well, here's here's my uh, <clears throat> baseball origin story. So I was into football first, and then Ooh. I think WWE second, and then then I got into baseball. So I remember my first baseball game I ever went to was 1988, Oakland A's. I believe they were playing the Seattle Mariners. I believe. Yeah, this is 88. Your first game was 88. 88. Ten years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Little League day. I didn't play Little mm-hmm. League, but my friends did. <laughs> so, but I still walked on the field with them, <laughs> like on the outfield track and everything. Yeah. And we sat uh, second deck at Oakland Coliseum, like left field line, like near the foul pole. Right. And that's when I first started watching baseball. And I was actually an A's fan because when I played Little League, the, the, the team I was on was the A's. It was- so I like yeah, the A's and like uh, I remember my mom even bought me a starter jacket at an A's starter jacket Ooh. and then it, uh, meanwhile she was a Giants fan yeah she was a Giants fan she grew up a Giants she fan allowed it. because her her older brother huge Giants fan her father was a Dodgers fan which mm. uh, had which would bring some you know inner uh, family rivalry with uh, okay, yeah. her dad and her brother but uh, yeah, I think. But he, I mean, that goes back to Brooklyn Dodgers for him. Um, so, anyways, I went to I think two A's games in '88, and yeah, I remember the first game. The second game I went to was when the A's broke the two million in attendance. Oh, for that's the first right. Time. I remember that. And I have. I, you know what? I, yeah. I think I went to that game because I remember getting uh, a pennant that said. Yeah, I have that pennant mi- too. 
I was at that game then. That's yeah, crazy. That was the and game. we didn't even know each crazy. other yet. And Did for not, some reason, yeah, I remember they played the Royals and Danny Tartable hit a home run. You're right. I believe I, that is correct. I only remember that because I thought Danny Tartable was a cool name. Yeah, that is a cool name. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's funny. I did go to that game, too. That's, that's crazy. That, that is crazy. So then, um, as you know, 88, they went to the World Series, and they lost to the Dodgers. That the Kurt, Dodgers. Kurt Gibson oh, I was going to bring that up. I was gonna... that Kurt Gibson home run hurt me. I remember, yeah. weren't the A's down 3 nothing in the series, and they almost got swept, but then they won one game? If I remember right, they were down. Uh, or was it no, it wasn't three nothing. It was, it was two zero, and then yeah, McGuire hit a. I remember uh, McGuire hit a big home run. Yeah, hit a walk off home run, and that was like I creamed myself. But that was my guy. My my dad <laughs> will still bring this up to this day because I remember the the A's being down like o two or whatever, right? And so yeah. for good luck, I brought out all my A's merch, and I had it like on the, <laughs> on the table while I was watching the game. And I didn't have a lot because, like I said, I just first started watching. So all I had was like, um, like a Mark McGuire and a Jose Canseco starting lineup, <laughs> you know, the yeah. action figures. And I think I had yeah. some of their baseball cards, right? Yeah. So then they lost. And so um, then the next year, my mom was like, let's go to some Giants games because she was like, I like the Giants, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. She wasn't really feeling the A's as much. And like, I remember even that year going to an autograph signing. And Jose Canseco was there and Bo Jackson. And wow. I got in line. I got uh, Canseco's autograph. And he was like. Big regret. He was quiet. <laughs> like, he, he would just sign. He wouldn't look up, you know. Yeah. Like, you try to say hi to him. he just kind of look up and kind of, that's it. it you know? He, check, he yeah. was there with his uh, ex-wife. What the fuck was her name? Esther. <laughs> yes, the blonde. She was there, right? <laughs> and I remember, like, thinking, oh, that's cool. But at the same time, I was like. Eh, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, you lost, you lost the shine. Uh, you never meet your heroes. Yeah, kind of deal. yeah. Maybe it wasn't Bo Jackson the other guy. It might have been Kirby Puckett. Anyways, so oh. then the next year, uh, we probably went to maybe like eight or nine Giants games, and I don't know what was the switch, and I just started liking the Giants. And Will Clark, just was a, you got familiar player. with them. Yeah, Will I think Clark, just because yeah. we went to Giants games more and. I don't know what it was, and like it's weird that I abandoned the A's, you know, because I liked them for yeah. a year, and then all of a sudden I just liked the Giants again. By '89, I'm 11 years old. Went to an autograph signing. Will Clark and Kevin Mitchell, both of them super oh, cool, you know, like yeah. like Will Clark, like look up, shook my hand, the you know, like, you know yeah. said hi and everything. Kevin Mitchell, same thing, super cool, you know, like said hi shook your hand you know whatever just kind of made conversation you know like i remember like being all nervous and my mom was like you know you know say hi leland and and kevin looks up he's like yeah leland say hi what's up man you know like super cool and then uh yeah then the giants end up losing to the a's in the world series yeah (laughs) so my team's last two years in a row yeah they get the thing of beating that way you know and oh and the biggest heartbreaker that season Biggest heartbreaker that season. So the earthquake happens, right? Yeah. So um, game three gets postponed like a week because of the earthquake in 89, October 17th. I remember exactly where I was. I was trying to finish my homework. Let me guess. Let me guess. You guys had game five tickets. Yep. 
Exactly. <laughs> so a friend of mine had tickets for game five, and because the game got pushed back, they couldn't go. So they sold yeah. uh, they sold us the tickets, game five. $80 each. I remember Ooh, the price, $80 what each. What a great price. And me and my dad were going to go, which is funny because my yeah. dad my dad doesn't even like baseball. Like, I mean, he likes yeah. baseball. Like, of all the sports, baseball is the, the one World Series. Right, it's which is weird series. that my mom wouldn't go since she's the one that's, yeah. like, diehard Giants fan. Right. So, yeah, I had tickets for Game 5 and Game 5. Never right. I remember watching Game 4, like, praying. I'm like, I don't care if they lose Game 5. I just want to go to the World Series. You know? <laughs> but we got our cool. money back. I, I have pictures. <laughs> I have pictures of me holding the Giants, like, the, the World Series tickets and everything. Because then I think my mom had to, like, in order return to get her them. money back, had to, like, send them back or return them or whatever. Yeah. But I have pictures holding them <laughs> that I had tickets That's... to the World Series. Yeah, uh, I and then I've been a Giants year. fan ever since, so that's pretty much my. Uh, yeah, and then Game life. Six was probably the next disappointing moment for you. Oh yeah, Game Six. And <laughs> yeah. I was there with you, man. I, I know. That, I was at your house. The, the <laughs> agony of defeat on your face. Um, <laughs> so I was not a Giants fan. I was an A's fan, but I do remember that '89 year. And I, I'll tell you what, my, my one of my all-time favorite baseball players, regardless of what team they played on, was Will Clark. Mm-hmm. Love the fucking guy. And at the same time, in that era, I liked Mark Grace. And they had, in the NLCS between them, they had one of the most greatest oh, fucking, yeah. like, series. Just those two guys were just I think they both you know, hit over fire. 600 for this series. I yeah, think. dude, they had some, ins- they were just, you could not get a ball past either one of them. It was such an amazing just thing to see. Mm-hmm. And I, lo- I love them both after that fucking series even more. But, um, no, I started off as an A's fan. In the early 80s, I'm, th- mm-hmm. I'm guessing 81, 82, I was about uh, seven mm-hmm. when my dad would take me to uh, A's games with my uncles. And I remember just, I'll say, I don't care what, what anybody says, I like the old fucking Oakland Coliseum Stadium. It was fucking a great experience. Uh, yeah, I like the old life. configuration before Al Davis uh, ruined it. Yeah, Al Davis, that was such a great... And, like, we were bleacher bombs, so the, the bleachers were fucking amazing. The atmosphere, the seating was always cool. The, just loved it. And I don't... You know, we, we went to a handful of candlestick games together. I liked candlestick. It was a fucking crazy-ass fucking oh, yeah. whirlwind. But it was... I like I liked the charm there, yeah. of candlestick back in the day. Um, obviously, they got a huge upgrade. But yeah, I never shit on candlestick. I don't know when the Niners played in there. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I grew up an A's fan from the get go. Billy Martin, uh-huh. uh, remember it was all Billy Ball. Oh, and, yeah. uh, and was your dad an A's fan? And my dad was an A's fan, and my uncle was an A's fan, and they're the ones who taught me baseball. And um, so yeah, I just never was anything else. Always A's games we went to, and just took a liking to the A's right away. And my favorite player. During the you know, pre Conseco Maguire days, was a uh, center fielder named Dwayne Murphy. Oh, yeah, I remember. I don't know if you get here, center field. And uh, so we go to this game, right? And we're play- we're sitting right center field bleachers, you know, first row, whatnot. And it's in between, like, I would say second, third inning time frame. And I'm like, hey, you know, Dwayne, can you throw me a ball? Like, all the practice balls and stuff. I'm asking for a ball, I'm asking for the ball. And like he gestured to me as if like, yeah, I'll give it to you after, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. And then he, he throws it in. 
and my dad got fucking pissed. <laughs> my dad got pissed, and he was eating a malt. He had just opened the malt, uh-huh. and he chucked it by. He, he threw it at him, and it like. <laughs> he felt the wind like past his head. That's how fucking close my dad got to hit him with that ball. And and yeah, instantaneously there's like fucking six security guards on my dad's ass. Big old black beards and they escort him out. And I'm like, oh shit, like my dad's getting kicked out of the stadium and we took the Bart home, so like I don't know what's gonna happen. Like, is he gonna wait for us outside? Mm-hmm. Are we gonna leave now? My uncle's like, oh, we're not leaving because I'm not gonna ruin the day for your dad ruin the day for him, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, fuck, my dad, my dad should be out there for hours, you know? <laughs> no. Dude, 15 minutes later, he comes strolling back in. <laughs> I don't know how he got back in the stadium. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he bought another ticket. I don't know if he talked his way out of it. Yeah, when it's different entrance, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But here he comes walking back, taking his seat, and fucking him on through laughing. I mean, he told him the story. I didn't hear whatever story. Who knows how he got back in, but it was, it was just one of those memories. Did, that did he continue to uh, heckle Dwayne Murphy? Oh, my dad. Yeah, he was drunk off his ass, probably on coke, still fucking yelling. <laughs> but he wasn't throwing anything, fucking June. So yeah, that was, and you know, as an Ace fan, um, Canseco McGuire, I was a way bigger McGuire fan. Yeah. You know that whole uh, Ace team was fucking amazing. Stewart, I like uh, what is it? I liked Ricky Henderson too when they got him. Back, oh yeah, when they got him yeah. back. Oh, he was that so was fun great. to watch. He was so great to watch. Ricky Henderson, Ricky be Ricky man. I I still think he's one of the most underrated players. Like, you yeah, know, he, he should, talked about he, as much as he should. And he he did things that nobody would do again. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, he had 50 stolen bases by the all-star break kind yeah. of shit, you know? Like, that's not How many did he have? Was, what's the record? Is it one 130 or something like 130, that? 130, I believe. 130. There's no yeah, way anybody's ever doing that again, especially yeah, like Vince Coleman days. would sniff 100. It's like, yeah. okay, well, 130. But, no, even, like, just getting on base, taking walks, mm-hmm. lead off home runs, defense. He had the fucking snap catch. Yep, the snap. The, yeah, I was going to say, he had the swagger. The swag, bro. He was and then like, just, yeah. He wouldn't, Ricky. like, completely stare at the ball, but he'd, he'd hit it and kind of do a little trot. Oh, and he, then, he, he, he did You know that shot, little yeah. trot he would do with the with his arms real close to his body? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just, who was the, the, the Giants guy did the? Oh, uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Leonard did the Leonard. One, one flap down. One flap down, definitely. I forget what the story um, was behind that, but it was it had something to do with pissing off the Cardinals. I forget. Uh, Cardinals hated me. Yeah, so yeah, I became a huge McGuire fan. Like until the day he retired, mm-hmm. I was all about Mark McGuire. Fucking just loved the guy. You know, denied it all. You know, knew but didn't <laughs> yeah. but didn't care with the steroids. And just loved the guy. Fucking yeah, because his career started off. His career started off hot. And then he became like yeah, a 200 hitter, and then he kept getting hurt, and yeah. he was like tall and skinny. And all of a sudden, he comes back one year, and he's just fucking rich. Well, he was off for two years because of his foot, and was he just came years? back as a fucking That's monster. That's right, it was his foot. Yeah. Yeah. Next, he the, you know, he's got the these Popeye, four, <laughs> Popeye forearms. Yeah, and then they traded him, and I was okay with it. It was yeah. time to go. He had to move on. And, and remember when he came back too? Following. When he came back bigger, off off on the juice, like he grew a goatee and the long hair. He had the oh wallet. yeah. Yeah, red mullet, the fucking mullet and fucking um, fucking hair everywhere. Yeah, fucking like Yeah, it sucks when he got traded, but at the same time, it it worked out because the A's the A's were. Not and he went to go play with Larusa, so it was all yeah. good. It was all good. Larusa's still managing. 
Yeah, dude, that guy is fucking gonna sleep. A whole nother story. We won't even get into that. So that's our baseball. There's so much more we can. Oh, one other thing. Yeah. Even though I wasn't a Giants fan, mm-hmm. you and I, along with Tito and the Bareback Avenger, became the original Kuko crew yes. at Candlestick Park. We used to hold up signs and everybody holds and up that signs. And we... that was you and Tito started it. Because... We started, in, in fact, I'm going to give credit to Tito because we all got tickets. <laughs> I had a sign that said, put me on Jumbotron. Yeah. Tito had a sign that said, Kuko is God. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it was like, and I don't even, where did that come from? And I don't think we even got on TV that time. If I remember right, I don't think we got on TV the first time because we weren't even in like TV view, if I remember right. No, but we did. Did we the first the time? Kuko, the, the, Kuko, the Kuko sign did get on. Okay. I remember as soon as we came back, your mom saying, oh, my God, you signed it. They even said something. We're like, what? <laughs> and she recorded it, and then Kruko was just dumbfounded. Yeah. Just dumbfounded. Because then and I remember then... after that, every time we'd go. So we'd go to the, the – uh, we'd sit in the bleachers. Mm-hmm. And the Giants games, they wouldn't sell the bleachers ahead of time. Bleacher tickets mm-hmm. went on sale. Day like, of. Yeah, day of. Like, if the game was at 7, I think they went on sale at 5. So we'd try to get yeah. there like 4.30. And we'd always yeah. ask, <clears throat> we want, you know, row one or row two in like a certain section, like yeah. right behind Barry Bonds. And we get there, and it was cool because we'd get to do uh, batting practice. Yeah. And bareback, so we, catch all the home run balls. You'd be diving for fucking home run balls. Yeah, the fucking bleachers. <laughs> I remember catching one from Glen Allen Hill. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, so we had Kruko is God. That was the original. Mm-hmm. We had a Kruko. Kruko come back. I remember that Kruko one. come back. And I remember on they, TV, and, he was like, I don't know what I could do, I but. <laughs> yeah, but the greatest part was they had dialogue with every sign that we had. Yeah. There would be like a half inning when they would talk about us. And, and for and those that be... don't know, Mike Kruko was a pitcher for, he played a lot of years in the uh, major leagues. He was a pitcher and he, he, he ended his career with the Giants like in the, the mid, Giants. mid, and he's mid, a great mid 80s. Great... And now he's the color now. Uh, great color man. Analyst. He he's, had some he's wacky, going, yeah. wacky commercial. We just loved him. Even though, you know, I wasn't a Dallas fan, but I liked it and listened to him call a game. Yeah, and him, we had, we had him and Kuiper are like best friends, so that's why it's good. They're good storytellers. We had Super Kuko. We mm-hmm. had um, all we, kinds of shit. Yeah, I think Kuiper started to feel left out, so we had like Kruk and Kuiper, the real dream team, because that yeah, was like like, that. like ninety. No, it had to be like ninety six, maybe, because ninety two yeah, was right. the first dream team. So it was like when the second dream team came around. Yeah, and like I was only there for like the first three or four sides. After that. I joined the army. He even yes. made reference to me in the army in one of them. Yeah, that's um, right. And we met him a couple of times after the game, and he signed them. And yeah, you know, he was he was he. We'd hold up he the was signs. Very friendly. And, yeah, super friendly, super cool. We had one uh, where he was he, I, okay. So I remember he did a commercial. He was promoting uh, like the expos were coming to town. Right? And he was speaking French, or they yeah. were playing. Yeah, or no, they were playing in Montreal because he was like speaking yeah. French, like oh Monsieur Cruco here, and something yeah. the the line. The punchline was grass good, turf bad, because the Expos <laughs> played on fucking Asha turf. Yeah. And so we we had made a Super Kruko sign with the K, the, like the Superman logo, but a K, and he signed it, you know, Mike Kruko, turf good, or grass good, turf bad. Whatever. Turf bad, yeah. We had Kruko He, he signed it Monsieur Kruko. Yeah, Monsieur Kruko. And then uh, one time me and Bearback hung out after the game, and we're like, hey, so... Our other buddy Rob, that's usually out here. He's, you know, he's in the army now. Uh, could you sign this and we'll send it to him? And he's all, yeah, sure, no problem. And he signs it. Rob, come back in one piece, Mike Kruko. 
So fucking good. And and and, a cra- and here's another crazy story. I still don't know how exactly this happened. He called the Bearback Avenger on his birthday. He did because he got a. I think his mom, Bearback's mom, somehow. Because I remember he gave us his e- he gave us his email address. It was like yeah. And it was I like Mike Kruko thirty nine at like sbcglobal.net, whatever it was, right? Yeah. And like yeah. we'd email with them a little bit, but yeah, he, he I remember he, he Bearback called. He's like, dude, you'll never guess who just called me. It's a fucking Mike, Mike Kruko. fucking Kruko for his birthday. What a fucking we, we, like I said, we were in, we were the OG Kruko. Yeah. And he'd and always joke around too, up. like, "Hey, you know, next game you guys come, come up to the I'll booth before the game or something." You oh know? yeah, he would he would always be generous with offers. We never took him mm-hmm. up on it or anything. But, but then um, once once they moved to the new stadium, uh, we didn't have access. As yeah, much. It was you know the 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 bleacher tickets wasn't first come first serve anymore. It was all reserved. Right. And then there was like these uh, new guys out there that had like, that's what I was about Kruko. to get to. Like, yeah, so Kruko like crew. invitation is a, a form of flattery because another group of people started in with the Kruko crew and I was like, yeah, they ripped us off, but at least yeah. they're keeping it going, you know? Mm-hmm. So obviously all the times we got on air, you know, people were watching Die Hard. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. So that's got his autograph so many times. So cool. yeah. Um, so, many, so many times. I know you had a Mark Grace story, but I want to tell another semi-related because we were talking about the 89 NLDS with uh, Will Clark yeah mark grace right there's uh one of my favorite stories from that series too is uh greg maddox is pitching for the cubs and he's a young he's you know this is before he 20 winner every yeah. year you know uh cy young winner yeah. before he went to the race so uh there's a famous at bat where bases are loaded will clark comes up and the pitcher goes out to, uh the pitching coach goes out to the mound and will's standing on the on deck circle and he's staring at the uh the meeting and he sees i think it's the catcher or the pitcher or one of them say fastball outside like he read his mm. lips and he told kevin mitchell he goes holy shit i just read his lips mm. <laughs> next pitch <laughs> fucking grand slam <laughs> and so you know the the legend is is ever since then that's why you see pitchers and catchers cover their mouths when they go to the mouth i'm like they never right. did that before that you would think they would yeah but... you would think yeah yeah little tidbit yeah freaking maddox yeah that guy was good um so the mark gray story real quick so he when i first heard the story it was fucking like blew my mind like changed my life like he, he he was asked on the jim rome show what is a slump buster and uh he he says uh, a slump buster is when a team's in a slump or uh personally if you're personally in a slump and I'm reading verbatim from the transcript here. That you got to find the fattest, gnarliest, grossest chick, and you just got to lay the wood to her. And when you do that, you're just gonna have instant success. <laughs> Slump buster. Hey, and, that, every- and we've been to Chicago. Fat girls aren't hard to find in Chicago. <laughs> no fucking shit. That's another story for another day. <laughs> Oh, that's so fucking funny. Yeah, oh, it was legendary. Right. I know there was an legendary. urban legend. I don't know if it was true, but they said uh, Barry Zito, if he had a bad outing, he would uh, he would want to have anal sex <laughs> with his girlfriend yeah, or stranger. Yeah, and I remember Alyssa Milano became the butt of that joke. Yeah, I think uh, mm-hmm. Eric Eric uh, Chavez had fucking ratted him out on that story. Eric <laughs> Chavez is the one that told this story. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> All right. 
So let's move on to another uh, sport, Fausti. Sport, sport. Where sports. does your allegiance? How did your basketball days start? So NBA basketball came later. That was like the last sport I was into. Um, I remember Warriors games being on TV, but they were on like channel like thirty six on basic 36. on like basic yeah. antennas before I had cable. It was yeah. one of those channels that didn't always come in cleared, come in fuzzy. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing the names like Sleepy Floyd. I'm like, wow, that's yes. a cool name, Sleepy Floyd. Joe Barry Carroll. And then I remember seeing Chris Mullen for the first time. And he had a flat top, and I had a flat top yeah. at the time. I'm like, this guy's cool. But, like, okay. I don't know. I wasn't really into basketball as much. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, everybody, I love watching Jordan. So I right. loved watching if the Bulls were on, like, uh, was it the Saturday or Sunday morning games they would always have on? Mm-hmm. I used to love, I think it was Saturdays. I used to like watching um, Ahmad Rashad with, the, what was it called? Inside Stuff or something like that? Inside Stuff, NBA Stuff. Yeah, and stuff. they would show like, yeah, Inside Stuff. And they'd show all the highlights for the week and they'd have the best dunks of the week and stuff like that. And that's yeah. how I kind of got into basketball, like uh, watching Jordan. And then it wasn't until... Uh, what was the tail end of Run TMC? You know, 94-ish. The, yeah, 90, because I yeah. think the the first year I really, really started watching like every game was Chris Weber's rookie year. I think the year yeah. the year before I'd watch here and there. Like I love Tim Hardaway. He like I love yeah. Mullen's haircut and everything, but I love watching Tim Hardaway just because he's a small guy, ugly shot. <laughs> The you know, uh, the killer crossover, and because I think that's around the same time I actually, two step. <laughs> yeah, there you go, and that's around the same time I started actually playing basketball. It wasn't until uh, uh, we've talked about Jason on the show, he moved so on. So that had been block. like '94 then, because that's when we met, yeah. And that's basketball was big in our days, yeah. It was like '90, yeah, that's when I wa- started watching them more. Like I said, I remember watching the Bulls run, uh. Because I always rooted for them in the playoffs when they. So you the always Lakers. rooted for even if you weren't a Bulls fan, it, everybody rooted for them. It seemed yeah. like ninety percent of the people. There wasn't as much like yeah. hate as it is like for LeBron. Like everybody seemed to be enjoying. Yeah, the and the Warriors, if they didn't make, if they actually did make the playoffs, they're always losing the first round to like the Sonics. Uh, so or the Spurs. yeah, that was yeah, <laughs> it was horrible. You know, David Robinson. Oh, I just remember that one series where like Sean Kemp fucking just went wild. Dunking uh, on fucking Alton Lister. It seemed like every time. Alton down the fucking Lister. <laughs> Man, so I have, I was a Warriors fan because I was an A's fan because they played in the same parking mm-hmm. lot, right? Yeah. So I became familiar with the A's or the Warriors with like Joe Barry Carroll, Ralph Sampson, and yeah, I knew Ralph about Sampson. Rick Barry and like I was a Warriors fan, but they sucked, mm-hmm. right? So in the 80s, before you became a fan, I was still a fan of basketball, but it was Lakers-Celtics. That was it. I mean, it was fucking literally every year, yeah. Bird, Magic, Johnson. See, I, and, would, I would hear friends at school talking about Magic and Larry, but, like, I don't know. I just wasn't watching it then. Just wasn't into make, it yet. But I I was never a Laker fan, but when it came to Celtics-Lakers, I rooted for the Lakers because I liked Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. Like even even to this day, I love like Magic Johnson. He, he could do no wrong in my eyes. When he got the hiv, when he got the hiv, man, I cried. I literally cried, and I was a Warriors fan. Yeah, I fucking love Magic Johnson. That was a sad so, day. I remember. I remember yeah. coming home from school and putting on 
KNBR and they had the press conference on. I was like, what the fuck? And I called Jason because yeah. Jason was a Lakers fan because he he was uh, born here in San Jose, but he had moved down to SoCal and went to like elementary and middle school. And he moved back up here for high school. So he was a big Laker fan. And Magic was his favorite player. I remember calling like, dude, put on the radio. And he was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were just like, dude, what, AIDS? Like, we knew it was a thing, but, like, yeah. back then it wasn't like nobody f- famous had it, you know? Yeah. Or HIV, and whatever he really had. So, um, yeah, so, like, you know how you referenced, you know, watching Jordan? It was the same same deal for the kids in the Lakers Celtic days. Like, you weren't their fans, but you liked watching those yeah. series because they were fucking epic. And, um, you know, fucking, but then, you know, as the P- Pistons came along and the Bulls came along, I didn't care so much about the Lakers and Celtics, but now you got the Bulls and you got Pistons doing things. And I threw my, I became more of a Warriors fan because, you know, people on TMC came and I was like, fuck, this is awesome. They're actually winning now. Mm-hmm. They got like 50 games, won 50 games after, you know, been a while since so they won yeah. 50 games. And it was great. And then they fucking broke him up. Mm-hmm. You know, we get fucking Weber and Ron Cycli. Yeah, first they traded and, uh, Mitch Richmond for Billy Owens. Yeah. That and, was and the see, first step, yeah. We, we, let's not do a whole uh, NCAA basketball, but I'm a Syracuse fan. Mm-hmm. And I became a Syracuse fan in 87 when they went to the finals because Tito was a Hoyas fan. Tito... <laughs> Yeah, he was a Hoyas fan, so mm-hmm. I automatically went, and I wasn't a basketball fan up until that, as far as college goes. You just wanted a but team we, to go root against. We became really balls. good friends that year, yes, and like I, be, I did the opposite, and then lo and behold, they're in the fucking finals. They lose in Hoosiers, but in that team, they had Derek Coleman, they had a guy named Sherman Douglas and Ron Cycling. Yeah, and they were fucking good, and Cycling ended up being on the Warriors, so it was like, oh, cool. And then Billy Owens of Warriors, I'm like, fuck, this is awesome. And I hated Ron Cycling. <laughs> oh my fucking god, I hated that guy. Had the worst hands I've ever seen in the sport yeah, of basketball. Yeah, terrible. Um, he did have some good like post moves. Mm-hmm. They, his nickname used to be the Spin Doctor, <laughs> right? He yeah. had some. He, he would he he finesse his way around the basket. But you know what he does now? He's still going by the name Spin Doctor. He's a fucking DJ in Miami. No way. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. Like he, Where's he from? He goes by this, he's from like he's, he's like Armenian or something, man. I remember I when the Warriors got him, and <laughs> his first game, the Warriors all wore black shoes, and the league rules is y'all have to wear matching shoes. I think it's different mm-hmm. now, right? But back then you had to wear black. He didn't have black shoes, <laughs> so they got like shoe polish or spray painted yeah, his fucking white that. shoes, so they look like yeah. patent leather, like. Yeah, it's so, so ugly. Okay. Yeah, but so, he was supposed so, so then, to, he was supposed to be the missing missing piece. The missing piece, yeah. Because the year before, the Warriors went to the playoffs. Chris Webber was a rookie. Sprewell had a breakout year. Yeah. Hardaway missed the whole year because he tore his ACL. Yeah. Chris Mullen was still there, but but Webber. It was hated, supposed to be like the next year was supposed to be so. Yeah. Like, the next year not was supposed to be the year. knowing the drama with Nelson, we're like, man, next year is going to be the year. Yeah. And then yeah. Supposedly and, Weber didn't want to play center because Don yeah, Nelson kept playing him at center. Forward. So they traded yeah. Billy Owens for Ron Cycli, 
But then Owens was like good friends with uh, Weber, so I think that kind of broke up the chemistry, and, mm-hmm. and Weber got butthurt. I, I just listened to a recent. Day. I just listened to a recent interview with uh, Weber about the whole situation, and he was saying he wanted to stay. And if you remember back then, the um, the rookie contracts were way different. Like when you, he was the first pick in the draft, so he yeah. was already guaranteed a shitload of money. Where now. Mm-hmm. It's it's different. There's like a cap. It's cap the rookie yeah. cap. Yeah. So he was making, as a rookie, like as much as you know some veterans were playing star players, yeah. like right off the bat. And apparently, Nelson wanted to like control things more, and that's it, it was just an ego thing. And yeah, it became and it sucked because that was that was the start of like the worst, the darkest days yep. of the Warriors. Family. That was the start that, of it. But if you look at it, that curse, year, man. they should have had Cycli at center, who was. Not the best center in the league, but a good center, right? A decent center. And that power. He had good have... years in Miami after he left the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. But then if you look at the rest of the lineup, power forward, Weber, Hall of Famer. Small forward, Chris Mullen, Hall of Famer. Point guard, Tim Hardaway, Hall of Famer. Latrell Sprewell, which, well. Choker. <laughs> Literally. Hell of a good player, you know. Hell and then you had like player. Sarunas Marshallonis coming off the bench, Avery oh, Johnson. Man. Yeah, we had a decent chance, there, and then they man. just couldn't drive. But no, like I said, that was the the, the beginning of the sunsetting on the yep. Warriors. Because then and they, it was dark for a Weber, long yeah. Weber said, time. "Well, I'm just gonna sit out then. Mm-hmm. You know, just pay me, or I'm I'm gonna sit out or whatever." So, um, they had to trade him, and they traded him to the fucking Washington Bullets for. Tom Gugliotta and three Tom first round draft picks. Well, they got they gave up three first round picks yeah. for Weber. Think they about, got him think back. about think about that. Think about that. They had the third pick in the draft, and they drafted Anthony mm-hmm. Hardaway, Penny Hardaway. Yep. And just to get Weber, which two. was two picks ahead, they gave up three, three. Future, future number ones. Yeah, and then they got him back. Didn't do shit with them. Yeah, they got and him back. Gugliotta, when he came to the war, he would play with the bullets. He was good. Yeah, he was a good solid player. Warriors, he was just fucking shit with yeah. the Warriors. And then, and then he they became f- a they, they became a trend where if you were on the Warriors and left the Warriors, then you would have a career year yep. the next time you played. Because and then they got rid of Gugliotta for fucking Danielle Marshall. Yep. <laughs> and Marshall was Connecticut. Okay. He was like a top pick, but you know he was He's never going to carry a team. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and then the Warriors got great, and it was like pinch myself because I can't believe this. Mm-hmm. Then they got so great, we're like, okay, now the world hates us, and I you know, deal with crazy. that. But I'm a Cowboys fan, so I, I'm <laughs> used to it. And mark my words, the Warriors will be back in that fucking mix next year because fucking Kawhi is coming, buddy. Kawhi is gonna get eliminated <laughs> next game, and he's gonna say, "Fuck it, I'm going to go to the Warriors because one." They didn't beat me. I beat them. Two, fuck the Clippers. And he's a team guy. Imagine if he's on the Warriors with healthy Clay, Steph, and Draymond, and, and Leonard. They're going to outscore everybody, and you're not going to score on them. It's going to yeah. be fucking great. It would be great. I would love that more than Durant. But, well, I Let think me, that Durant was fucking where, awesome. Did you watch it? Like, where are you at with the Warriors? Did you watch any of those uh, playing games? Oh, yeah. I watched, I would say I watched, like, pretty much all their games in the second half of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Curry was so last fun to year, watch this year. 
Uh, Curry team, was great. Just carrying the team. I, I yeah, hope he wins MVP. He's like I don't think he hardly won. in the conversation, but just watching him, just seeing how he, he carries the team. When you have I, that streak of 30, 30 point games. I would be extremely happy if they voted him third. Because yeah. if it was a winning team this year, he would have been one. Yeah. And if the Warriors were fucking just the Warriors they can be with Clay, this year's oh, wide man. open for you know, a fucking chip. You know, watching Clay on the bench not being able to play and seeing how much it hurts him man that hurt me watching him there was a game and not took... only that but there's there's talk that if he had been healthy they could have gotten there's a couple free agents that would have came yeah he been i heard that too uh, that's crazy so hopefully maybe uh, we get some of that free agents next year but the first game where the uh the warriors had fans they i don't know what it was but they they showed Kurt, uh clay was like after the game was just sitting there and he was like crying like not crying but like choked up and like curry had to come over and talk to him yeah. and like console him it was really wild like i think just from not being able to play and now having yeah, the fans sucks, back is killing him that would be like me playing watching you guys play badass baseball but i couldn't play this <laughs> in the bench like, Fuck this. Um, um where are you at with the a's like are you still following them can you no, name five I, a's players right now dude i cannot i cannot i cannot and i i have no problem in that because I just baseball in general I just it I just don't follow baseball anymore yeah it just doesn't exist and I think what happens with me too is even being an ace fan and they do make the playoffs like who gives a fuck because you're gonna lose in the first round anyway mm -hmm. so it's like I become just so just whatever the word is just you're uh you become jaded jaded not jaded <laughs> just not even disappointed just yeah. like you know, I don't care yeah. And it, even if they were good, I I wouldn't even care because I don't care about baseball anymore. And I, yeah. I hate to say that because that was like my number one sport outside of football was baseball growing up. Like I loved baseball, every aspect, playing it, watching it. I bled it. I lived it. I breathed it. But as an old man, I don't I don't care. I'd rather watch golf. So you won't care when they move to Las Vegas in a couple of years? I, I, fuck them. Go to Las Vegas because <laughs> I used to want them to come to San Jose, yeah. but I don't live in San Jose anymore, so I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Go to Vegas. I'd rather go to Vegas and watch them one time a year than I would coming out here. Right. I don't watch them either. But it, yeah, honestly, it sucks. It it. I would I would be more surprised if they stay now versus leave. Yeah. Just everything I've heard because they've they've tried so many times. Like like you said, they had they tried to come to San Jose. Giants had a hand in blocking them, which sucks. But I I you know I I see both sides. And then they had a deal to have a stadium in Fremont. And then the city like shit on it. Then they had a plan to like rebuild a new stadium where the existing places, and then that fell through. Then they had a plan to build a stadium like near downtown, like on Lake Merritt, and then that mm -hmm. fell through. And now they're trying to build. I understand yeah. why they couldn't just fucking rent a place for a year, tear down the fucking Coliseum, and build right on top right. of it. It just seems like the simplest fucking solution. Yeah, and for whatever and reason, they, they don't want to do that, which makes like, no sense because you got Bart right there. Like, it's yeah, so perfect. It's retarded. But it's fucking retarded. They want to build this other stadium now, like, that's on an old uh, port right on the water, like in the port of Oakland. Mm -hmm. Like Alameda. Uh, yeah, like around that area. But they have to go in and do – it's going to cost so much money just to clean it up. Cause there's yeah. so much like they said, like toxics and like waste and yeah, whatever that's that. in that area. So they got to do all this cleanup before. And then it, it, it's actually not far from like Jack London square, 
which you know is like kind mm. of a yeah, Oakland's I know like a little know. entertainment district with restaurants and stuff. So it would be a really cool spot, but I think they're just talking about like the parking would be really Maybe. shitty. So the parking is so bad that some of the uh, renders I saw of the stadium, they were talking about having a parking lot on the other side of the freeway and they would have gondolas <laughs> that would have to oh go over God. the freeway to transport people over. Again, I'm like, again, tear down the Coliseum and rebuild right on top of it. When you got part right yeah. And now, like, they say the league's threatening, like, hey, if you can't get this deal in Oakland, you know, you guys should look, go somewhere else. And you know what's going to end up happening to that fucking site? Because the Warriors are gone. A's yeah. will be gone. It's going to be a, be a big old swap meet. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be a big old swap meet parking lot. And housing. Yeah, and housing. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to real quick, college football. Now, here's my thing about college. Any mm. any college team that you root for, I don't think you're, you're restricted to local teams. Here's my theory on this. Because if you're a, a star athlete in any sport, you get recruited by a million different schools. And you have mm-hmm. your choice to go anywhere in the country to play. So I growing up, if you like somewhere, if you want to, if you're a great athlete, in your Canada somewhere, Alabama, man, I'm an Alabaman for life, even though mm-hmm. I'm from California. You know what I'm saying? Roll so my, so my favorite football team. Another reason why I got into college football was because of Tito, and he was a Notre Dame fan in '87, '86, '88. So who was their biggest rival? Was Miami Hurricanes, <laughs> right? So I became a big fucking Hurricanes fan, and I loved their colors, and I remember the fucking. Notre Dame and fucking Hurricane games were fucking insane. They used to be like, they would be dubbed like convicts versus Catholics and shit like that. Yeah. And uh, so I became a big Hurricanes fan. And they had Jimmy Johnson. They had fucking Michael Irvin. Mm-hmm. I'm watching them every fucking week. And then they became Cowboys. And like my life changed. Oh, I love fucking Miami <laughs> Hurricanes and the Cowboys. Uh-huh. So I mean, I was a Cowboys fan. I'm gonna, we're going to go pro football. Yeah. Um, I grew up uh, born in Texas. Everybody in my family's cowboy fans. It's just, it's it's like a lineage. You're a cowboy fan if you're in my family. There's no if, I no buts. Um, I love them. I rem- I have images in my head when I was five watching them in the Super Bowl against the Broncos. Uh, of course, the fucking catch when I cried my fucking balls, <laughs> eyes out. I was too young Dwight Clark. And. <laughs> Um, yeah, I know you passed away, Dwight Clark, but good fucking riddance. Ah. Um, <laughs> uh, so obviously, I you know hated the Niners. Happy for a long time. Uh, yesterday was ALS Day, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it had to happen to someone, uh, um, yeah, don't see, talk about Mongo Mike, like that. <laughs> <laughs> when when Michael Irving broke his neck, I remember our buddy Jason was like, "Well." If it happened to have, it happened to have, <laughs> if it had to happen to somebody, why not him? I was like, fuck you. So I have no problem uh, now saying fuck you, Dwight Clark. Yeah, um, I hated Michael Irvin. I still do. Yeah, so <laughs> 80s, uh, you know, early 80s, Roger, uh, 70s, of course, Roger Staubach, 80s, I was a big Danny White fan. Uh, Herschel Walker, turned their set, loved them, and then they sucked, but then fucking my hero, Jimmy Johnson, comes in, and Michael Irvin, and Trayton, and the rest is history. And then after 96, they suck again. And then Romo shows up and gives us fucking a hope and a chance. Didn't pan out. But to this day, fucking Tony Romo, my all-time favorite cowboy other than Emmett Smith, 
and Michael Irvin and Troy Aikman. So it doesn't matter. Those, they don't count. Because he's the Mexican? Uh, no, it had nothing to do with Mexican. He's just fucking... <laughs> he's an amazing quarterback, man. People can talk shit all they want about Tony Romo, but realize he was undrafted. He fucking came up, learned the game. Yeah. was really good at it. He... If they lost, they lost. But if they... More times they won because of him because they lost because of him. I know he had some fucking moments that people give him shit for, but... In his, in oh, his, like uh, the muffed field goal. The like field goal that. deal and fucking, you know, throwing an interception. But it's like, he has to throw that fucking ball. Um, but he had a great career. I love fucking Tony Romo. I love the Cowboys. Always have, always will. They're, they're, that's the one sport and team that I, my, my love has never wavered. Like, with my A's, I can give a shit now. Right? Baseball. Mm-hmm. Cowboys, I've always been a 10. I'll be a 10 for life as far as my fandom. Not an 11? Um, 11. And 11. Just love them. Uh, I'm not as braggadocious as I was, yeah. you know, years ago. I just, I'm more humble as a human as it is. So I don't, when they win, I don't gloat. When they lose, I don't fucking mope. Um, I just take it in stride because it's football. And you're a Niners fan. Yeah. And me and you have always had a friendly rivalry. Like we didn't, I don't think we've broke each other's I balls. Ne- I never you broke I mean? your, more than, more than the norm, but like, you know, when they would, I remember the first uh, championship game that they played against each other. We watched it at Jason's house. And I remember Jason didn't want me there because I'm a Cowboys fan. But we watched <laughs> it together. And like, I wasn't in your face. And I respect the fact that you guys had a good fucking team, man. Yeah. You know, it was, if it wasn't the Cowboys, it was the Niners. That was our Super Bowls. Um, you know. Yeah. Go for it. So, yeah, football was my first. Uh, I think I've told the story somewhere on one of the podcasts where one of the first games I remember watching was the Super Bowl 19, which would be January of 1985. So I was shit six years old, six and a half. Mm. Shit, my son's age right now. I wish my son would yeah. get into football. I haven't got him to any sports yet. I'm hoping by the time he's 10, he'll at least be into something, you know. But anyways. Yeah. Um... Love Joe Montana. My mom, again, huge sports fan because of her brother mm-hmm. and her father. My dad hates football. Doesn't give a shit about basketball. He doesn't give. He'll go to baseball games. That's it. Um, but yeah, my mom, huge. She, every Sunday watching the Niner games, still yells at the TV to this day. Uh, <laughs> I remember. I think it was fourth grade, so I was probably like nine years old. Um, it was like parent teacher night or whatever. And one of the things we did was, is I don't know if you ever did this in school where they would trace an outline of your body and then you would cut out your outline, right? And then you would draw your face on yourself. You basically, you would draw yourself and then you would sit your, your you know, your drawing of yourself in your chair. So when your uh, parents came to class, they were like, oh, here's so-and-so, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But anyways, I remember when I did mine, I drew mine with a nice red 1987 uh, Dwight Clark jersey on mine. <laughs> I like, <laughs> loved Montana, liked Dwight oh, Clark. And then when Jerry Rice came, Jerry Rice, I, I remember when he was a rookie, I remember him dropping a lot of passes at a rookie. And I'm like, man, if this guy could just catch the fucking ball. <laughs> like, I remember, you know how close. You know how close he was to being a cowboy? Yeah, the Niners. Like Tom Lee, The Niners Tom Landry, moved up in the draft to get him. Tom Landry wanted him. In a bad way, and then your fucking Niners got caught wind of that and moved up to get him. Yeah, yeah, yep. and crazy that he went to 
a fucking what division two school mississippi something right mississippi valley state valley state might be a fucking community college and his whole story was his his dad was a fucking bricklayer and that's how he practice he he says he would catch bricks and that's how he got good with his hands i guess i don't know let me uh, urban his urban legend so i've always loved steve young my favorite niner Uh steve young um I found this cool story about him. I'm going to tell real quick. I'm just going to read what I have and paraphrase what I got. So he's playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers midway through the second quarter. Yeah, because he, he, I don't think he was drafted, but he went to the USFL. USFL. He was the highest paid USFL guy that went to Tampa Bay after that. He's in the huddle with Tampa Bay, and the referee pops him on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, can I talk to you for a sec? He's like, uh, so he stepped away from the huddle. He's like, hey. Listen, my daughter's going to BYU, and uh, he says, next thing I know, he's trying to convince me that I should meet his daughter. <laughs> this is the ref telling this to Steve Young. Really? He's like, I like for you, he's, the ref tells him, I'd like for you to take her off. And Steve's like, I can't believe this. We're in the middle of a game. He's like, oh, okay, uh, what's her name? And he tells me her name, and I go into the huddle. You know, fast forward to the thir- to late in the game. We're down 31, 30, 23. And I'm trying to mount a comeback. I scramble out of the pocket and I take a brutal hit. As I causes me to fumble just before the whistle blows to stop the play. I'm laying on the ground where the defenders uh, recovers the loose ball, all but sealing our defeat. And he says, suddenly, out of nowhere, a yellow flag comes out, lands next to me, and the referee, whose daughter, who's headed to BYU, <laughs> calls a personal foul on the defense. Oh, wow. First, first down, Tampa Bay. I get up, brush myself off, and then the ref walks past him and says, hey, she likes Italian food. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That is so amazing. I was like, what? What? Wow. Like, you know, it was that Tampa Bay, so it probably didn't really Tampa matter Bay. that they won. They were such a shit. But he had all that then. money at that time, though, too. All that USF. Yeah. Yeah. So... That's it. I think as far as uh, sports teams go, All right? I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a quiz. Me... I, I want to go ahead. Give me a quiz. I'll take a quiz. Who's this quiz from? I can't remember, and I apologize. Um, somebody sent this in. I can't. I was going through my DMs. I was going through the emails. Maybe somebody texted me. I can't remember, so I apologize. So how do you have the list then? Did you screenshot it or something? Yeah, well, I put it into my spit roast notes. I copied oh, and gotcha. pasted it, and I don't remember who sent this, so I apologize to whoever sent this, but I thank you. And this person said, ask Rob if he can name teams of the four major American sports leagues whose names are plurals. In other words, that don't end with the letter S. And the Red Sox and the White Sox are a trick so we'll we'll eliminate the Red Sox and the White Sox. So but a team that are that are plural. They don't end nope. with an S. There's one, two, and how three, many in four, each sport? There's seven total. In seven total in every sport. Yeah, in the four major sports. But uh, here's a hint: there's no there's no football teams. Okay, no football teams. And actually, since I gave you the Red Sox and the White Sox. There's no baseball teams. So it's only no NBA and hockey. NBA and hockey? Yeah. 
Okay. There's four so NBA it, four NBA teams and three NHL teams that their team names do not end with an S. Okay. But their team names do not end with an S. Mm-hmm. The Heat? Yep. That's one. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck. Let me see. Heat? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the Bacchus. Uh, let me go through the list here. Mm, shit, man. Uh, damn, that's tough. It is not even, I mean, I'm, obviously, if we broke it down and went through every division, we figured yeah. it out. Um, uh, okay, you got the Heat. Think of another team that came in the league around the same time. The Heat. The Jazz is one. Mm-hmm. The Jazz. Uh, the Jazz. Heat. Oh, came in the Heat came in. The Raptors. No. Also a Florida team. Also in Florida. Wait, there's another Florida team? Um, <laughs> Magic. There you go. The Magic. <laughs> and you just give me the fourth because this is brain farts. Uh, they used to play in Seattle. They used to play in Seattle. The Thunder. There you go. Uh, that's not bad. It took a minute. And then as far as hockey goes, yeah, I don't fucking care. Um, <laughs> fuck. What would the? Geez, the one's also a Florida team. <laughs> yes, Panthers. Florida has a hockey team. Hurricane. Hurricane is that one? No, because the Hurricanes. No. Um, hockey in Florida. We got the Panthers, right? Hockey. Um, is that a, is that, am I right there? Wait, Panthers? Where they play? Carolina Panthers? No. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's football. Isn't there a Panther hockey team? Uh, um, I don't know. Hockey. hockey. There's, hockey. A predator, there's a Predators. Predators. <laughs> Why am I thinking Panthers? Yeah, we don't like hockey over here. Don't care. Yeah, I I know zero about hockey. Tampa Bay Lightning. There you go. Uh, and what's the other? Give me another clue. Uh, I think they used to be the North Stars, and then they moved to Dallas, but then they got an expansion team. If I know my history. Jesus Christ. Minnesota. I, Minnesota. Uh, Fucking! <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know. The Minnesota Wild. Wild. And who's the other one, three? Oh, oh yeah, I forgot the other one. Uh, the Colorado team. Colorado has a hockey team. Um, Colorado Rockies. Um, <laughs> I don't know, dude. Just give it to me. The Avalanche. Avalanche. Okay. Well, I did wells on the fucking NBA, but hockey, not yeah. not not my sport, guys. Not my sport at all. I I enjoy a live hockey game. I love a live hockey game, yeah. but I can't. I, I don't get into it. Yeah, I can't. I went to one with Cav a couple of years ago, and I was like, yeah. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so that was our um, note there for that. I got a couple just funny sports 
stories that I really told a few, but mm -hmm. um, there's a couple other ones I wanted to um, share with you. So I read this one recently. It's A-Rod and um, Jay Buhner. Do you remember Jay Buhner? Yeah. Jay Buhner Ball. This is when they both like played on Seattle, yeah. kind of guy. Mm -hmm. They both played at the Mariners, and yep. uh, they had early BP one day. They're in KC, Kansas City, 106-degree heat. They're going to do early BP because they want to get in before the heat really gets bad. Mm -hmm. And uh, A-Rod shows up to BP with a bag of Taco Bell tacos, right? Mm -hmm. And Jay Breeder's like, dude, why are you late to BP? He's like, well, because I'm hungry and I I grabbed this bag of tacos. This is A-Rod's rookie year. Yeah. Um, I grabbed this bag of tacos because I, I got to eat. I'm starving. <laughs> Jay Breeder grabs the bag. Throws it up in the air, swings his bat, hits it, and all the tacos just go spraying across the dugout. And he says, don't you ever be fucking late to early BP again and clean this shit up. Wow. Fucking put A-Rod in his place. That's fucking awesome. I love it. I oh, love that funny. story when I read it. Guess they um, didn't have catering back then. Or pregame catering. I don't yeah. know. And he also didn't have $250 million either. Yeah. Well, shit, um, he was a high draft pick, wasn't he? A-Rod? Yeah, he was. He was... Uh, I don't know if he was one, but he was up there. Yeah. Um, him 10, and Jeter came out the same same uh, draft, I believe. Um, and then there's a Mike Tyson story. Well, first, you're familiar with the um, Ricky Henderson, John Olerud story? <laughs> yes. Love that story. Tell, tell her real quick. Tell it. I'm going to tell story. her real quick, and then I'm going to tell you that was debunked. And I'll tell you how uh... it was debunked. So the story with the John Olerud. So... John Olerud and Ricky Henderson play together with the, in the Mets, with the Mets. And then they get to, I'm going to get, was it Seattle they went back to? I think it was Toronto. Yeah. Or, or it was Toronto, Toronto first, and then the Mets later, I think. Well, I think, but I think they got reunited in Seattle, though, for this, okay. this, for this story. Okay. Because Olerud um, started his career with the Blue Jays, so that's why I think right. it was the first time it was Toronto. But they... they after the Mets, they go to Seattle. Ricky's there, too. And then Rick, the story goes, Ricky goes up to John Olerud and says, hey, why do you wear a batting helmet when you're in the field? He's like, oh, because I had a tumor in, in my a tumor removed in my brain, and I wear this as protection. And Ricky Henderson says, oh, that's funny, because I knew a guy in, on the Mets who had the same, he did the same thing. He's like, yeah, it's me, John Olerud. I was that teammate. <laughs> right? That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. But it got debunked. Uh, it never happened. So there was a trainer in the Mariners who liked to make up stories and give them to reporters, and he just totally made it up. Uh, and it became legend. It just seems no like could, a Ricky Henderson thing, though. It does seem like a Ricky Henderson story, but it's not true. Mm -hmm. John Olerud poo-pooed it out. Like, man, one of the greatest stories ever. Fucking poo-pooed. <laughs> but um, let me tell you this Tyson story. So when I was in the military in boot camp, the same guy who told me about the deer shit, remember I told you talking yeah. about the deer shit? Yeah. He 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 told me this story. He said uh, he lived in Connecticut, was from Connecticut, and he was a cable guy before the military. He was installing a uh, cable that just so happened to be Mike, Mike Tyson's house. He said his handlers let him in. He went to the living room, started doing his thing. He said he's there for a couple minutes when Mike Tyson walks by him towards the kitchen and gets startled. startled. And he's like, whoa, 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 who are you? 
right? And he's uh-huh. like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm the cable guy. I'm here to, you know, put in your cable. He's like, oh, okay, uh, I'll make sure I get all the good channels. And Tyson goes, gets some food, and he walks out to another room. Said about 20 minutes later, Tyson walks back with his empty plates and stuff to put them away, and he gets startled again. He's like, hey, hey, who are you? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> he just... <laughs> He's like, I'm the cable guy. I'm, I'm here to put in your cable. He's like, oh, okay. Make sure I get all the good channels. <laughs> oh, man. Concussions are real. <laughs> Concussions are real, folks. That is so true. CTE. <laughs> all right. I don't have any more stories. I think we're wrapping this up. Yeah, what so we've, do you think? we've we told have... a lot of other sports stories in the past, like meeting people and shit like that. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going through my notes. I think I, we covered everything, other than my other favorite segment of this fucking thing of ours, our recasting, and this week's or episode, this episode's recast is the movie, as mentioned before. Full Metal Jacket. And... Yeah, say it like pile. Full Full Metal metal Jacket. jacket. Uh, (laughs) So, we got Drill Sergeant Hartman, Mm -hmm. who we we all familiar with. We got Private Joker. Late great. Late great. Uh, Private Joker, who's uh, the main character, as you will. Mm -hmm. Private Pile, who's his battle buddy. Um, I'm sorry, no, Private Pile is fucking Private Pile. Yeah. You guys know who that is. Yeah. Uh, Private Cowboy is his battle buddy because they ended up going to Vietnam together. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a short guy, if you remember some of the dialogue. Two other guys we're going to uh, recast is uh, Eight Ball. Eight Ball is the black soldier when they're doing the, when the whore comes around asking them if she wants to fucking boom boom. And she tells him, no. So, brother, two buku. So that's eight ball, and we have animal mother, who's also in that scene. He's the crazy white boy, and we're also gonna recast the hooker from the Hey Baby. Me so honey, <laughs> me love you long time. We're gonna recast her as me well. Sucky, sucky. Me sucky, sucky. And then fucking homeboy comes up and does karate moves and steals the camera. <laughs> so great, that's and that's the last scene we would watch after yeah, the camera's that stolen. That's when we're like, all right, we're that. good. Then it'd be like, all right, let's go to the bar. Let's go to the bar, yeah. (laughs) So, for Drill Sergeant Hartman, sir, who do you got? I got two people. My first, because, you know, you want someone that's authoritative, you know, a hard ass. So the first person that came to mind was Bobby Knight. And that is one of my two who I settled on Mm -hmm. with, Bobby fucking Knight. (laughs) Go ahead. That seemed easy. And then I thought, well, if we're doing the Tyler Perry version presents, Tyler Perry <laughs> presents Full Metal Jacket, I would have Drill Sergeant Hartman played by Mike Singletary. <laughs> well, I agree with the Bob Knight because who else can cuss up a storm like Bob fucking Knight? Mm-hmm. And obviously his students shivered in fear over him. And the other person I was considering but finally seven on night was Jim Mora. Oh, a little bit of a fucking hard ass. Yeah. That's a good one too. Jim Mora. He was no nonsense kind of guy. Are you kidding me? Playoffs. <laughs> Playoffs. <laughs> he had so many other sound bites. <laughs> that guy was always pissed off at something. Jim Mora loved him. 
Um, okay, Private Joker. Oh man, is that you, John Wayne? Is this me? Played Who by the uh, fuck said that. <laughs> played by the great Matthew Modine. Matthew Modine. Uh, this one I had a hard time with, cause I like had an easy time. really, cause like yeah, Private Joker. He was like, like you said, the main guy. Uh, he was he was smart because he was like he was like well I don't want to go to, I'm gonna be a writer yeah <laughs> what are you making Spillane you some kind of writer <laughs> <laughs> but then he was also kind of a little bit of a smart ass you know with his little Joker stuff so mm-hmm. I don't know but he was also kind of a leader so like my first thought was like I kept thinking it's got to be a quarterback for some reason mm. and I was thinking. Tom Brady, but then I was like, nah. I think, like, Peyton Manning kind of has that dry sense of humor, mm. you know? Mm. But then I was like, wow. I, I'm not sure if, if Peyton could pull it off, but that's the best I came up with was Peyton Manning. That is very rare where you, you, you totally make me pull 180. I originally went with Tom Brady. Oh, really? I didn't even, I didn't even consider anybody else, but then you just mentioned Peyton Manning. And I'm going with fucking Peyton Manning. That's a perfect <laughs> fucking role. Bit of a joker. Yeah. Tall white boy. Peyton's got that, you know, dry sense of humor, but he actually does, you yeah. know, he's, he's got he's more fun. of a humorous side than, than Tom. The, yeah. Even though Tom's just shining more and recently Tom, And, and Private Joker doesn't need to be a pretty boy. No, he does not. I I agree. Tom yeah. Brady's the second, but fucking Peyton Manning would be perfect, guys. Perfect. Peyton good, Manning good finally casting. beats Tom Brady. Finally. (laughs) All right. Private Pile. Mm -hmm. Lawrence. Lawrence, what? Lawrence of Arabia? (laughs) Are you royalty? (laughs) All right. So. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. All right, you go first. Because as soon as I realized we were casting, Mm -hmm. I threw this guy in there off the fucking bat. And his name, Bartolo Colon. And instead of saying, I am in a world of shit, mm-hmm. he's going to say, Estoy en el mundo de mierda. <laughs> or caca, caca. Uh, see, I just thought, first off the bat, it's got to be a big, just fucking goofy guy. And the first guy that mm-hmm. came to mind for me was Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> That's a good one, too. Not so much fat, but a goofy is. No, nah, yeah, it's just the goofy, and yeah. then like I don't know. I, <laughs> maybe once he turns, that's when. Um, and he would be the guy. Her, that's and then like, we have Hernandez play him. <laughs> he be the guy he who doesn't take it serious in the beginning. And I get it. That's that's not bad. That's not bad. All right, private cowboy. I thought was tough because it's just short guy, and he didn't have a real big role in the movie. But yeah, he, he was just movie. kind of the sidekick. But he's this, you yeah. Know, I didn't know they so could I, stack shit that high. Yeah. Try to squeeze yeah. an inch on the me best somewhere. Best part of you, you was rolled down. What was that? The best, best part of you was uh, downstairs in your mom's sheet. You rolled down her back into the crack her ass. <laughs> I don't remember it. How tall are you, private? Sir, five foot nine, sir. Five foot nine. I didn't know they stacked shit that high. You trying to squeeze an inch in on me somewhere, huh? Sir, no, sir! Bullshit, it looks to me like the best part of you ran down to crack your mama's ass and ended up as a brown stain on the mattress. I think you've been cheating. You're trying to squeeze an inch on me somewhere? <laughs> oh, so great. Yeah. So I had wrote Muggsy Bogues 
uh, the shortest guy I can yeah. think of. Mm-hmm. But then I was thinking, you know, that, that Tariq Cohen guy from the Bears, they're always making fun of his fucking height. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to go with them. I'm going to go with them. I went with another famous short guy, uh, Jose Altuve of the Astros. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> fucking cheater. Um, so eight ball. Mm-hmm. Pure Alabama black snake. You guys are familiar. <laughs> His uh, hooker comes up, says, "Hey, fifteen dollar, everybody, I bag everybody, fifteen bucks." They're like, "No, five dollar, no five dollar. You crazy, five dollar." But they settle on five dollar. Two buku. Right, was two buku. Fucking eight ball comes up. She's like, "No, no boom boom soul butter. Two buku." <laughs> now listen, baby. <laughs> I don't know what two buku here, but it's some time. Fuel, I got a black snake. Like, and okay, then he whips it okay. out. <laughs> he whips it out. Okay, so butter. Boom, boom, <laughs> okay. so butter. Okay. I got minute bowl. <laughs> the bareback Avenger wants to know how big that fucking Buku, Buku is right there. I just put any NBA player. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Kemp, someone like that. <laughs> Sean Kemp, fucking <laughs> Kevin Garnett. It's gotta be like a, a a tall, skinny, like power forward. Someone like that's go. about six. Chris Webber. Chris Webber. Yeah. Chris Not Shaq. Oh, it's too big. Funny. More like a Lonzo Morning, maybe. <laughs> Lonzo Morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so Animal Mother was the. Do uh, you remember his line after? Uh, uh, eight ball says, "All right, I'm gonna go." Then you know he said, "She's agreed to bang him." Then Adam mother says, gets up and grabs her. He's like, "Where the fuck are you going?" He's like, "All niggers must hang." And then he just <laughs> takes her in to bang him. You know that? <laughs> yes. So, that being said, I'm putting in John Rocker as Adam mother. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I was thinking of you know it's got to be someone that's kind of a maniac. And at first, and a racist. First, I I don't know he's not a racist, but I had Pat McAfee, just because he's kind of uh, a loud mouth, right? That would be good. That would. Be and good. then at the last minute, I just thought of uh, Lenny Dykstra for some reason. Oh, that's good too. Yeah, that is good too. That is good. And last but not least, we got Hey Baby, he's so <laughs> the, the Vietnamese hooker. We be so funny. I think I got a good one. I think I do too. And All I right. didn't just pull the the gimmick of last time and saying, "Oh, whoever wants to put roasting." No, no, no. It's got to be Asian. At least for me. Got to be Asian. Got to be Asian. Asian woman. Uh, I wonder if we have the same Asian. person. I think is is does their name start with a K? Nope. Okay, then you go. I have the great pool player, the Black Widow, oh. Jeanette Lee. Oh, yeah. Hottie. I like it. I like it. I used to spend way too much time watching ESPN. That's the too. only time I'd watch pools when she was playing. <laughs> the Black Widow. Mm-mm-mm. Maybe she should well, have been sir, on spit roasting. <laughs> nah, she yeah. could crack that top six. You know what? She, I don't know. I would have taken her over Jenny Finch. Um, <laughs> I got San Jose's own Christy Yamaguchi. Oh. And totally I've forgot. always, and I used to always call her Yucky Coochie. Christy Yucky Coochie. <laughs> so pretty fitting to play a dirty whore. Yeah. 
Octagon Her, yeah, so. uh, Michelle Kwan, any of those Asian figure skaters. Michelle Kwan with that clip lift. That's funny. I like the black yeah, widow, though. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> hottie, hottie. Oh. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. You got your friend, Vietnam? Not just this minute. Yeah. Well, baby, me so horny. Me so horny. You keep lying. Me love you a long time. And then, True Life Crew turned that shit into a song. Yeah. That's so great. That is so great. I'd end, the, I'd, I'd end this show with that song, but I, we have a better song. We have a better song. If you've never heard it before, else. you'll enjoy it. You will enjoy it. And that brings us to the tail end of our show, Fausti. We are going to spit roast next episode. What are Viva we Las Vegas. Viva! Viva Las Vegas! So we'll be telling yeah. uh, Vegas stories. We got to figure out how many. we're going to figure out the girls to spit roast. We will figure that out. In fact, if you would like to suggest any women that have ties to the Vegas and you're on the uh, boss tier, the boss tier listens to this, right? Um, yeah, boss tier. Patreon. Shoot boss me a DM mm-hmm. just as Chess Rockwells did and you might be able to play in our fun reindeer games as well we shall see but it is open for a threesome if you know what i mean um so yeah send us some dms we'll definitely take any advice quizzes or anything you would like to send our way we will take it you can uh, email fausty where you email fausty because and um that's it i want to is there anything else you want to add um remember it takes three wipes to realize you only needed two. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I just want to thank everybody. For... I don't know how to follow that. Thank everybody who's on Patreon listening to this. We really appreciate you supporting the show. And uh, thanks for listening to Spit Roasting, where we put out bangers. And if you're going to be gay, be gay. Like a basketball too.